0: Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by our guest speaker. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. We bless your name. If you could remain standing with me this morning and turn to the book of Luke, chapter 9, starting at verse 57. I love being a Pentecostal amen I love being an apostolic Pentecostal more than anything else in the whole world I know there's a lot of folks in God's army and I'm not going to tell you that there's only one faith or one group we're not the only ones we don't own that but I sometimes I just feel like we're at the front of the regiment God just deals with us in an awesome way and I think it comes down to the active movement of the Holy Ghost in our services And the way that he speaks to us and guides and leads our pastor, I just love it. And I'm so, so very privileged to be here. Luke chapter 9, starting at verse 57, says, And it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whitherso thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have their nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. And he said unto another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. And Jesus said unto him, Let the dead bury the dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me go first, bid them farewell, which are at home at my house. And Jesus said unto him, No man, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. You can be seated this morning. I'm excited about the way that God deals with us and speaks to us and and sometimes even gives a lowly guy like me a little piece of wisdom from the scripture. And I wanna share that with you this morning. And uh, I share Brother Kylie's sentiment. Thank you all so much for the work and the service that you do. There's so many here that give of themselves regularly in every way and bless the church and certainly make my job a lot easier And I so much appreciate that, and I especially thank you for being here this morning, because it's like Antarctic out there, and uh, I hope there's enough gas in my truck, because I left it running. Uh, So you can tell this will be quick, we'll get get through fast. So in this scripture, Jesus is giving us an insight into the work of God, and I want to share with you this morning, if I were to title this message, I guess I would call it, He's Looking for a Few Good Men and Women. And, uh, and I think I would subtitle it, The Secrets to Our Success, because I'm going to share with you some things this morning. I'm going to share some secrets with you. If you're looking back on 2017 and there were some struggles and some challenges and some ups and some downs, and you weren't quite where you wanted to be, things didn't quite go the way you wanted them to go, I'm going to share some secrets with you this morning so that 2018, you can be successful. And God has given me a little piece of wisdom out of the word, and I want to share that with you today. But in this, in this passage in the book of Luke, you have three different people who are rather eager to serve God. Now, I believe that if you're here this morning, you probably have some eagerness, you want to serve God. Can I get a hand raised and an amen? Anybody here want to serve the Lord, right? Well, certainly we want to serve the Lord the best possible way we can, I would think, right? Anybody in it for halfway or for just a little bit? I don't think so. Not the folks that I see and work with and, and shake hands with every week. But he's got three examples here that, that he says that you have eager men who are willing to serve, but each one has a little caveat, a little something that they're dealing with. And some of this you might look at and say, well, that's kind of harsh. This fellow just wants to go and bury his his father, but he says, let the, bed, the dead bury the dead. You need to go preach the kingdom. Now, what he's, he's not being cruel. What he's saying is, is, don't look back. You can't look back. We can't look back at 2017 or 2016 or 2015. We can't be in the past. As a matter of fact, he finishes that line in verse 62, and he says, no man, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. That's a powerful statement. You know what happens when a farmer puts his hand to the plow and spends his whole time looking back to see how it looks? It's a pretty crazy line, wouldn't it be, right? Farmer's got to put that hand on the plow and just keep on moving forward, right? We need to keep on moving forward. We need to keep on taking our steps forward. But it's not just a matter of just standing behind the plow and seeing where the, the horse takes us. And so we get an image here from God from each of these three different fellows. The first one, he's clearly saying, look, if you follow me, I don't even have a home. My my ministries made me homeless. And he looks at this, the second fellow who wants to bury his father and says, I, I can't have time. I don't have time for that. I, we have to keep moving forward. We can't look back. Let the dead bury the dead. We need to be attending to the people who are hungry for God and are hungry for what they need. It's our job to seek and to save that which is lost. Right? He says to the next fellow, I understand you, you want to go say goodbye to the folks. But in my ministry, a lot of times, it entails leaving behind what we used to have. See what I'm saying? And that sounds sounds harsh. Well, I can't can't have my family. Well, of course, that's not what he's saying. He's not saying you can't have your memories. But we can't live our lives back there. We can't look back anymore. So this morning, I thought what I'd do in between this is I'd give you a little bit of a, since I'm I work in the role of administrator for the church. I'd sort of roll into a couple of thoughts. The state of the church. And I'd apply this to this message that I want to share with you this morning. In the physical, this building is doing pretty well. We've been able to maintain it. We've had some issues and some challenges and some, some mechanical things you always do. I liken, it, I liken it to taking care of the Golden Gate Bridge. You ever hear the story of the guys that, that paint the Golden Gate Bridge? They never stop painting. They start at one end beginning of the year see this thing is over the pacific ocean and the bay there and it's salt air and all that stuff and it corrodes it and corrodes and corrodes it so they start at one end and they paint all the way across the golden gate bridge to the other side and as soon as they finish they got to start back over and paint all the way back again and they just do that all year long back and forth back and forth the golden gate bridge must be actually like two or three whole bridges in terms of how much paint layered on there there is and so Taking care of Abundant Life Church is a lot like painting the Golden Gate Bridge. We just work our way from one end to the next. And just so a lot of you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on down there at the west end of the church. A lot of good things. For, I think, the fourth or fifth consecutive year in the row, the child care is going to end up in a plus net profit above the previous year. They continue to contribute. Yeah, amen, praise the Lord. We can, we can clap at that. Our director, administrator down there is doing a fantastic job, working hard, keeping things tight, and uh, dealing with the challenges of kids and families and moms and dads and all those things, and doing a a really good job at it. And, And so that's just one aspect, but it takes a lot of work, and it takes a lot of effort to keep that going, and she does a wonderful job. We've got Celebrate Recovery, we've got the food pantry down there. They're doing wonderful work down there. There's awesome things happening, but we've had some challenges. Yeah, praise the Lord, amen. Thank you, Brother Steve, Brother Dave and, his, and their team. If you have not been down there and you're a part of this church, you need to get down there sometime this year. Just take a look, stop in, say hey, see what they're doing, see what it looks like. That's a challenging thing to operate that food pantry. But as Brother Meyer said recently in a conversation, aren't we doing what the word of God says? Feeding the poor, feeding the hungry. They're doing a great work down there. The west end of the building has got a lot of challenges and a lot of work, but there's a lot of you folks in here that spend time down there and continue to move that forward, and it's wonderful. So we we continue to move like the Golden Gate Bridge and take care of the church, and it's doing okay. There's some things we wanna do. We've got big plans, we've got big plans for the church. You know, we wanna get to a place where we're doing live streaming in our services, but it's gonna take some equipment, it's gonna take some people. We want to get to a place where the, the projector doesn't project the wrong way on the 16 by 9 screen behind us. We want to do some updating and equipment. And, and we've got some big plans to, to get things sort of up to speed. And it's not just for show and not because we, have, we just want to do all this technical stuff. We want, to, we want to take God's house and we want to make it great. But that's just the physical side of what, what's going on. That's the physical aspect of the building. If the building disappeared today, if it collapsed, we'd still have this church body, wouldn't we? So let's look at the spiritual side of things. God is doing some wonderful stuff. There are seeds that are planted amongst you of people that are bursting, wanting to step out and do something. God is talking to hearts right now. The Jonathan Project is one example of folks. You can see it. I hear it in conversations. I just had a very good conversation Wednesday night. A tender, tender heart Desperate to do something for God, but just looking for that first step. What can God do with me? What can I do? And I, and I, I just I sat there blown away at the sincerity. And that's only one of several that I've talked to in there. There's so much potential, so much ability in this room. And God is just bringing it right to, it's, I just feel like we're ready to pop. Could 2018 be that year? Could 2018 be the year that all of a sudden, pop, 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 all of these ministries just explode? And so Pastor Kylie and the other pastors and myself and the leadership want to do things this year. You saw the list of revivals and the programs and things we have going on. The, The leadership coming in with Brother Soda who brought us the Jonathan Project are doing things to bring that along and to make that way and to see what God can do with you and those that are desirous to do something for God. We want to provide the way. We've discovered, for example, and we're going to have a new sign out here, just to, just to the left of the closet door in the foyer there, we're going to put up a whole new signboard, and it's going to be "Abundant Life Leadership." And it's going to lay out, and it's going to show the pastoral staff and the trustees, and it's going to list all of the new department directors. And we're discovering that there's director positions that we need that we didn't know we needed. We need a director for outreach. I'm looking for, Pastor Kylie's looking for that person that says, I have a passion, God has dealt with me, I have a desire, and I wanna help direct outreach efforts for Abundant Life. We said, Brother Cordell, well, you're, you're on the staff, aren't you an outreach guy? Well, of course I am, absolutely. But we wanna work with those folks and we wanna help develop that ministry and be a part of, it. that's just one thing that we would oversee and work with and help and, and, and provide services for. But we're gonna have a list of all the, the current directors and we're gonna have some spots in there where there's no picture, there's no person. It's just gonna list the director position. And that's gonna be the opportunity that first for that person to look at that sign and say, hey, they need, a, they need a director for this. I have a heart for that. God's been talking to me about that. And step up. And so as I get through that, I'm gonna go through this a little bit with you. Um, but I'm giving you what God is doing and what we need, the spiritual aspect of abundant life. Because this church exists for one purpose to seek and to save that which is lost. Amen? All right. it's my little middle speech there. I want to direct you to the book of Hebrews in chapter 11. Now, a lot of you re- recognize the book of Hebrews as the, the, the faith chapter, the great faith chapter. And it says again and again. You don't, I won't read all of it through it with you, but it's by faith, by faith, by faith. One of those key secrets for next year, and this no secret really at all, is, is faith. We've got to act on our faith Like never before. It gives the example by faith, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice. By faith, Enoch was translated. By faith, Noah prepared an ark. By faith, Abraham obeyed. By faith, Sarah conceived. See, but each one of those aspects of faith came with an action word offered, translated, prepared, obeyed, and conceived. There was action associated with those faith moves. Now I used to say all the time, and you've heard me say it from the pulpit before, that the book of Acts is the only book of the Bible that's still being written. We're still establishing churches, we're still out there preaching, we're still doing the work of God that started in the book of Acts. But I read through this and as God gave me this message, I started to realize, you know what, I think the book of Hebrews is still being written because I wanna see some things written in there someday like, by faith, Richard and Elizabeth Kiley planted a church in Economwalk, Wisconsin. By faith, they sent out many pastors established new churches. By faith, Brother and Sister Brown established to celebrate recovery ministry and reached many hearts. By faith, Kyle Cordell ran the youth ministry and saw young people saved. I wanna see that written in the angels of God, in the, in the, in the scripture that's yet to be written. By faith, Brother Mattucci ran this ministry. By faith, Sister Brown ran that ministry. By faith, they established, they worked, they conceived, and they got people touched. They got people that needed God. That's what I think is gonna continue to be written in the book of Hebrews. There's always an action in every aspect of that going along with the faith. But look what's right in the middle of this amazing list. And this always catches me when I read this book. Hebrews chapter 11, and this one I'm going to have you go to, starting at verse 13. Hebrews 11 and 13 says that these all died in faith, not having received the promises. It's referring to all the ones that I just told you. Abraham, and Sarah, and so on. By faith, by faith, by faith. But they all died not having the promise. What promise are they talking about? They're talking about the promise that we live every single day, the infilling of the Holy Ghost, the baptism in Jesus' name, the promise of grace, the promise of salvation, a new heaven and a new earth, a new Jerusalem. They didn't have that promise, but they kind of understood it. They kind of knew. They knew there was something that God had for them. They knew that there was a place for them. But they didn't have the promise of grace. They had to go through all that stuff with the killing of the animals and the sacrifices and the the blood and the temple and all that stuff. But having seen them afar off, they knew, somehow they knew, they understood, and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Secret number two, you have to establish in your mind that you are not of this earth, of this this people. You are not part of this deal. We're sojourners going through it. We're not from this. We're not part of this. We've been taken out. We're separated from it. So in 2018, it's time to say, I am no longer part of the world. If there was even a part of me left over, if there was something hanging in there, there's something I was attached to, if you want success for 2018, if you want to be moved and used by God, if you want to be truly what God is calling you to be, 2018 is the year you have to determine. We are not part of this. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. Now, the country they talk about is the future promise, the promised land, heaven. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. In other words, the country where they came from is different from the country they, they should be wanting to go to. So if they were always worried about where they came from, the country they came from, in other words, their earthly bounds, the sin life they came from before they became part of God's family, they might have had opportunity to have returned. So what he's saying there is, if you keep your foot halfway in the other way, keep one toe in the old world, you may have opportunity to return to it. You will be tempted. The enemy will come after you. If you keep a foot in the old life keep a toe in the old life you're going to be tempted to return to it god's going to or the enemy's going to put pressure on you he's going to put things in your life that draw you back and pull you back and call to you into that old life i hope you're hearing what i'm saying but now they desire a better country that is an heavenly remember i told you a moment ago they're talking about heaven these guys understood somehow they knew That is in heavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. They all died in faith alone, without the promise of grace and salvation that we have. But they could see it afar off. They knew that God had something in store, and they persevered, and they kept going. By faith, by faith, by faith, they hung in. I believe that 2018 is going to be an awesome year, but I think it's going to be a challenging year as well. And as we continue to go forward, every year after that is going to get more and more difficult. Everything we read in the Word tells us that things are not going to get easier. They're going to get tougher. And what I'm trying to say to you today and what I believe that God is saying is it's time that we toughen up. We're calling the warning. We're putting out the clarion call. It's time to get tough. Take your toe out of the old life, whatever part you may have in it, if you do. And by the way, I'm not void of of some of this stuff. Obviously, I have those same challenges. I have an old life. I have friends. I have connections and things like that. And God's not saying just dump on everybody out there and hide away and seclude yourself from the church and be useless? No, that's not the point. He's talking about in here and in here. Take your toe out of the old life because you're going to be tempted to go back to the old country. You've got to get to the new country and you've got to declare and say, no, by faith, I'm going to stand. By faith, I'm going to keep the Celebrate Recovery ministry going. By faith, I'm going to continue to move forward. By faith, I can do it. Because if we don't, you're not going to be strong enough. I'm telling you right now, I don't care who you are, how long you've been in the church, what strength you think you have, you will not be strong enough if you leave that door open. The chapter goes on to say that by by faith Abraham offered Isaac. By faith Jacob blessed the sons of Joseph. By faith Joseph professed the mention of the departing of the children of Israel from Egypt. And then Moses and all of his achievements by faith, the walls of Jericho fell and Rahab the harlot was saved. By faith, by faith, by faith. If you turn to verse 32, that same chapter, look at this incredible list of victories. Remember, I promised you there's secrets and there's victory for 2018 if you just follow this example. Verse 32 through 34. says, and what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah and, and David also and Samuel and of the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of the fire, escaped the edge of the sword out of weakness, were made strong, waxed, valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. All of those were the victories of those who by faith, by faith, hung in there and kept moving forward and decided for themselves, no more will I drift back and forth between the old country and the new country. No more will I turn away in fear. No more will I stand for what the enemy does to me. This is the stand that we have to make. This is the decision that we have to make. No more will I do this. No more will I spend time in the old country. No more will I allow the enemy to remind me of the mistakes that I make and the things that I've done wrong. Because I want victory in my life. I want financial victory. I want family victory. I want victory in saving and reaching out to those that I love that are lost. (laughs) Praise the Lord quench the violence of the fire, escape the edge of the sword. Now don't be fooled, don't, don't, don't misunderstand me. That's, that passage goes on to say that sometimes not very good things happen to people who stand in their faith here in the old country. That doesn't promise you complete and total victory all the time. There were people that were slain and they were, they were boiled and they were burned and all these other terrible things. It goes on to tell you that. But to them... By faith, it didn't matter. By faith, they knew what was afar off. They could see the new country afar off. They understood. They didn't have grace like we do. They, don't have, they didn't have the joy and, and, and the peace and this presence that we felt this morning in this awesome song service that sometimes we take for granted when the Spirit of God is just moving back and forth and so powerful. They didn't have that. See, they didn't experience the presence of God like you do. You understand that Abraham himself talked to God, spoke with God. Moses spoke to him face to face that said, lip to lip, God said. They, they saw and they experienced the presence of God, but not like we do with the infilling. They had, to, they had to have that interaction with God as a separate experience. You understand what I'm saying? There was no infilling of the Holy Ghost for Abraham or Moses or Sarah. And yet, by faith, they hung in there and God gave them great victories. Essentially, God is calling us to act on our faith, those action words, and to give. You see, if we really want victory, if we really want to see our loved ones saved, if we want to see things move, we've got to give. And I'm not going to talk, I'm not talking about money, so don't, don't get uncomfortable. Brother Coral's not going to go into a speech about tithing. Because in my experience, when the church as a whole is giving completely of themselves to what God is calling them to do, all that money stuff comes. All that money stuff will come. If every single person in this room is completely gets a hold of what God's got for them and gives and gives and gives and gives of themselves, sacrifice, the money stuff will come. You'll feel it. For those of you that are 100% a part of ministry at this point, and and, and you understand what I'm saying, the giving part just sort of comes along. So I'm not gonna dwell on that part. I'm not the senior pastor, so it's not my my role anyway. Giving is a sacrifice, and only the sacrifice yields gain. That's all there is. It's It's a simple fact. If you want for 2018 to be successful, if you want victory. Every single one of those examples of by faith included a sacrifice of some kind of giving, some kind of action. In some cases, they sacrificed their own lives. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and 58. says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Colossians 3 and 23. I'm just giving you a couple of examples. And whatsoever ye do it, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Jesus Christ. What's that other secret for 2018? And it's the biggest one in my list. You've gotta give. Folks, you've gotta step up and give. You've gotta decide today. I'm going to give. I'm going to sacrifice some of my time. I'm going to sacrifice some of my TV time, some of my Packer time, some of my fishing time, some of my leisure time, some of my walk around the neighborhood time. I'm going to sacrifice. When I say I don't feel like it and I don't want to get up and go to church, I'm going to get up and go to church. I'm going to sacrifice my time. I'm going to give. I'm going to give. I'm going to give until it hurts. I promise you. I promise you. I promise you. I can tell you from personal example. I remember a time when we were first helping out in another church. When I, my job had transferred out, my wife and I spent every day of the week we were doing some form of ministry. It was a brand new church, kicking off uh, a, a daughter work every day of the week. I thought we're never going to have any alone time. We're never going to have any free time. I was getting a little discouraged, but we just plowed through. We just kept giving and giving and giving and giving. And you know what? God blessed us amazingly. We had. Had energy. We had that time together we wanted to. We had those special things we needed because God blessed us for the giving. If you just give and give and give until it hurts. I'm telling you, you're going to find yourself energized. You're going to feel a personal value in the kingdom of God. You're going to walk tall. You're going to feel like, hey, I'm being used of God. There's a blessing to that. There's an energy that comes with that. But you just got to taste it. You just got to try it. Give me one month in 2018. Give me the first quarter and give and give and give until you can't give anymore. And I'm telling you, you're going to see the difference. You're going to feel the difference. You're going to be a new person if you just give. Praise the Lord. I stand to you this morning, and I say, walk up to your pastor, and you tell him. You say, Pastor, I want to give this year. I want to do something. What do you need? What can I do this year? What can I do to try this out? What can I do to take Brother Cordell at his word and get something going? Because I'll tell you what, we'll find something for you. If if it's not already in your heart and you don't already know what it is that God's dealing with you, we'll find something for you. If that something doesn't work, we'll find something else. But I'm telling you, there's a lot of holes that need a peg to fill in, and we'll find it somehow. And your life is going to be blessed. You're going to be part of the kingdom like you've never been part before. If you just give. If you just give. That's the secret. See, giving is sacrifice. And nothing is ever gained without sacrifice. I'm speaking to myself too. I want to give more this year. I want to give more of myself than I've ever given before because I know what God's already done for me in my life. I know what God's already blessed me with for the little bit that I've done, for the little bit that I've offered God. And I've taken my own time, and I've taken my time. And there's times I look back and I feel bad because I think, you know what, I should have given that time to God. I'm not gonna do that anymore. I wanna be an example. I've got loved ones that are lost. I've got people in my life that are challenged with illness and sickness. I want to be anointed of God. I want to be able to pray for somebody at the altar and see them actually get healed. I don't, I'm not going to get that unless I sacrifice. You understand? That anointing, that holiness, that power that comes from the Holy Ghost comes from that giving and that sacrifice. And I'm not going to see it if I don't sacrifice. How many of you would like to see a loved one that's ill and feeling bad and lay a hand on them and watch them be healed? Amen. But folks, it ain't gonna happen if you don't learn the secret that I'm giving you today for 2018. The secret is to give. You understand? Give of yourself. Give of your time. Give of your abilities. There might be somebody in this room that has tremendous promotional skills. Somebody approached me recently. I'm not gonna embarrass the person, but approached me recently and said, hey, I'd like to be a part of this ministry because you know, I'm really good at XYZ. And I, I was blown away. I had no idea. I I like this person a lot. Wonderful. We have nice conversations, and, and I think they're terrific. But just came out of nowhere and said, hey, I want to help with this. I'm really, really good at it. I had no idea. But we have a need in that spot. And I thought, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Here's somebody who's getting it. Somebody who understands. He said, I have a talent, and I can offer it to the kingdom of God. And they offered it. Praise the Lord. Amen. Luke chapter 9. I'm going to be wrapping here real quick. Luke chapter 9, starting at verse 57. I'm going to go through a little bit of this. I'm sorry. Scratch that. Turned the wrong page. James chapter 2 is what I meant to send you to. Got to shuffle in my paperwork over here. James chapter 2, starting at verse 14. I'm going to skip through this a little bit. I'm giving a little bit of pause time for Sister Hickey because I, I didn't give her scriptures ahead of time. James chapter 2 and verse 14 says, What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works? Can faith save him? You know, there's a lot of doctrine out there floating around in the world right now that that's all you have to have and you're saved. They must not read the book of James. Because if you go to verse seventeen, it says, "Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone." Yea, a man say, "Thou hast faith, and I have works." Show me thy faith without thy works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. That's a big criticism we have, you know, in, in Pentecost. I said, "I'm really proud to be. A Pente- I'm, I'm happy to be a Pentecostal." We get a lot of that. Oh, you Pentecostals are all about works. You think you're going to works your way into heaven? Read the book of James. I'm not saved by my works. Ephesians tells me that. But I'll tell you what, if all you're going to do is say you believe, and then just keep on coasting in the old country, let's just say you're in God's hands. Verse 23 says, And the scripture was fulfilled which saith Abraham believed God, and it was imputed to him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Great. 24 says, you see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. By works. We've got to do something. Faith and then action. Just like in the book of Hebrews. Verse 25 says, likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and sent them out the other way? For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. It's not not enough for us to say we believe. You can play K-Love on your stereo at home and sing nice songs and talk Bible words and all those things. Now I'm being facetious. I know you guys don't all do that. But there's a lot of people that do and they feel that that's enough. But I'm telling you today, you gotta have your works and works is giving and giving is sacrifice. Last scripture, starting at Chapter 10 of Luke, we're going to go back to Luke, and then I'm done. After these things the Lord appointed, Luke 10 and 1, I'm sorry. After these things the Lord appointed, other 70 also had sent them two and two before his face in every city and place, whither he himself would come. Therefore said he unto them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Can I get an amen? Amen. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Go your ways. Behold, I send you forth as lambs among the wolves. Carry neither purse nor scrip nor shoes and salute no man by the way. And into whatsoever house ye enter, first say, Peace be to this house. And if the Son of Peace be there, your peace shall rest upon it. If not, it shall turn to you again. And in the same house remain, eating and drinking such things as they give. For the laborer is worthy of his hire. Go not from house to house. And into whatsoever city ye enter and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you. And heal the sick that are there. In, And say unto them, the kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. But into whatsoever city ye enter and they receive you not, go your ways out into the streets of the same and say, even the very dust of your city which cleaveth on us, we do wipe off against you, notwithstanding. Be ye sure of this, that the kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. But I say unto you that it shall be more tolerable in that day for Sodom than for that city. Woe unto thee! Charasen, woe unto thee, Beseda! for if the mighty works had been done in Tyre and Sidon, which have been done in you, they had a great while ago repented, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the judgment than for you. And thou, Capernaum, which is exalted to heaven, shalt be thrust down to hell. He that heareth you heareth me, and he that despiseth you despiseth me, and he that despiseth me despiseth him that sent me. And the seventy returned, and again with joy, saying, "Lord, even the devils are subject to us through Thy name." Now that was a long pasture. Pa- excuse me, passage to say this. Go and do it, and preach it, and see the people, and mention it, and share your faith. And if that city turns you away, fine. They're in God's hands. But listen to the level of judgment for those that turn away the word of God. What does that tell you? That tells you that God sees this work as so important and so powerful and so anointed that he's willing to destroy and damn a city to hell if they turn you away. Think about that. Think about the power of the work that he's talking about. It would be better for Sodom in Sodom, for for that city that turns you away. You know what that says to me? That says to me that that work that he's talking about, that giving, that sacrifice is greater than anything you can do in this life. We've got to go into the cities. One of my favorite things in the world is for somebody to ask me, what faith are you? Oh, you go to church? What faith are you? I say, I'm Pentecostal. What's Pentecostal? Oh boy. (laughs) Put on your seatbelt. Brace yourself, because here it comes. I start out in Matthew chapter 16. I take them right into Acts chapter 2, and I just keep on rolling. You can do it. You can give. Let's stand this morning. 2018 is going to be awesome for you, because you can take these secrets, and I know they're not secrets. I'm being a little facetious, but you can take these secrets. Make them part of who you are. Put it in your mind today. January 1st, 2018, I'm gonna give and I'm gonna give and I'm gonna give. And every opportunity that I have and every chance that I get, I'm gonna give. Give till it hurts. Sacrifice. Shut your TV off for a month. Put away your books and magazines for a month. Don't go do your recreation thing. Just one month. Just one month, just give it all. Brother Kylie, just put it out there for the fasting for for the month of January. Last year, we kicked off the year with with a month of fasting. We had an awesome year. The year before that, the same thing. We had souls saved. I lost count this last year, how many people were filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Now imagine every single one of us fasting and praying in one mind and one accord for this purpose, to go into those cities and to seek and to save that which is lost. God is going to bless you beyond your understanding. You will be blown away at what he's going to do in your life for that sacrifice. Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast.